What's going on, guys? It's Dave with Dynasty Dorks. We got another mock draft. I got two of the participants and two of my good friends, Justin, Ralph. Welcome to the show. We'll start off with you, Justin. Uh, where can we find you? What do you got going on? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets. I usually will will work with the We Know Fantasy team on during football season. They've got a lot of stuff going on. They're hitting a lot of sports. NASCAR and golf is kind of the big thing that they've got going on right now. So give them a give them a check. Cool, man. Thanks for coming on. Ralph? Sweet. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. So, Douglas Fantasy Football Den, uh, really excited about being here. And uh, this is uh, one that I've been really excited about, Mock Draft. And you can find me there, Lobos FF Den. And I'm, I'm, I'm there pretty frequently. So, uh, come on, join and uh, enjoy the fun. So, I'm excited to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, make sure you give both these guys a follow. Super active on Twitter, always supportive to everyone else. I appreciate your guys' support, and um, like I said, it's just good follows, good good fantasy insight, and uh, we want to talk about a promotion. So I've been just starting up with my YouTube channel. Everyone knows me for Twitter and, and things like that, but um, VeridianGlobal.com is one of our sponsors. Um, if you use the the promo code Dynasty Dorks, that's just all caps dynasty dorks you're gonna get 10 percent off of any player t-shirt hat or hoodie at viridianglobal.com and uh we just we're gonna do a contest so um you got uh rookie shirts that we're gonna be giving away so uh, kyle pitts or jamar chase um once you know once i put the post out i'm just gonna ask everyone that is already subscribing to just retweet Everyone else that's not subscribing to just subscribe, retweet, and then everybody tag two friends. You'll be instantly um, entered for free to uh, to win um, one of the rookie edition shirts from VerdianGlobal.com. Hashtag rocking the V gear. So we're going to get straight into the mock draft. It is best ball season. Draft season's right around the corner. Dynasty draft seasons are in full gear. And you can't go and just go to your draft, especially for these more expensive buy-ins, without doing a mock. And for me, mock draft, you can always – what's up, Stan? That's my cuz. If you, if you guys uh, like fishing, two Stan's fishing. Um, so as far as um, – you know, as far as the, the strategies – you know, everyone is, you know, you got your, your strategies that you're more comfortable with, your strategies that you don't like at all. Um, you know, maybe you hate zero RB or maybe you just think you hate zero RB. You've never even tried it. But practice. I would rather practice zero RB than just going out and paying $100 to run a league and just being like, it sounds like a good, good idea to try it out this time. Um, use your mock drafts to do that. It helps you determine player values. You get to kind of see where, where you know, tiers are in, in regards to positions. Um, but mock drafting is not just for fun. It is fun, but it's for everything. For this, just so you guys know the setup, PPR, super flex with rookies, dynasty startup. So let's just go to the first round. Justin, what sticks out in the first round to you? Yeah, so I'm actually going to talk about your pick a little bit. So I'm looking, trying to count a little bit my math. Seventh overall, getting Kyler Murray. So um, 
I think you you got probably the fourth best quarterback in a dynasty draft. To me, I probably would take him over Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott. I just want to see Dak Prescott come off of that injury, see what happens. Obviously, Dallas's defense is not good. Um, we'll probably talk about that later in the show when we get to some of the Dallas players. Um, so it's going to be some shootouts and some high scoring games. But I think to get Kyler Murray in, with the seventh pick in a dynasty draft and Superflex is awesome. Yeah, I, I was pretty happy with that. I've been ending up with Kyler Murray in a lot of my my mocks, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I thought it was good value. Ralph, what what's that stick out to you? For me, it was Jonathan Taylor being the fourth running back off the board. I I know that obviously McCaffrey CMC is number one. There's a lot of cool pieces with him, and obviously coming back from an injury as well. I don't anticipate him being any different. However, most of the time, most drafts that I've been in, and I think most people know this, is. JT is usually the second running back off the board. And, and uh, to see Cook and Barkley go ahead of him, I'm a huge Barkley fan. So um, I would have, you know, obviously I'm Barkley's my, my RB2 and RB1 if healthy. Um, I know a lot of people saw his, his hype up video today. So he looks like a beast as usual. So hoping he comes back strong. But for me, it was it was for Zach Bonney to, to actually get Taylor with that 12th pick. And I think, I mean, it was it was impressive to see. And I, and I kept seeing him slide a little bit. And then I saw Burrow go and then Hill go. And I'm like, oh. Burrow's the, like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, Taylor's the obvious choice here. So um, I thought that was a steal with the 12th pick. So that's just me personally. Yeah. And, you know, for anyone out there that's that's seeing all the red and going, why are you drafting quarterbacks in the first round? Super flex. If you don't play super flex, you need to try it out. It is absolutely the best format. Um, but super flex allows you to have an additional flex that you can put a running back, a tight end, and a receiver like your normal flex, but you can also have the option of playing a quarterback. So um, you don't have to play two quarterbacks, but obviously if you have two guys that are putting up 30 points um, in a week, that's a massive advantage. Um, so you you know, you know definitely uh, see a lot of people target quarterbacks early, and that's you know essentially what we did with you know uh, seven of the first 12 picks and then you know four in the, in the second round. So um, for me, I, I mean, I, I really do – I think – McCaffrey going at six is a really good value. Um, there's an argument for him to go. And I know we just talked about, you know, the quarterbacks being, you know, something you want to target, but McCaffrey is still Christian McCaffrey. And um, you're basically getting a, a running back and a receiver when you draft him. So um, maybe not at, you know, 101, but 103, 104. Um, I just, I haven't seen him slide as far as, you know, going 106. And many drafts. Uh, normally, he's like the in the top four. So McCaffrey, I thought was a good pick, um, but everything else was it was pretty chalk. I mean, there's nothing that really really sticks out as like a wow. Let me um, let me ask this question of you guys yeah. while we're here. Um, I know we're talking dynasty with this, and this can be short because I know we're you know with time. But what do you think of JT's value as he continues to creep up in redraft? So I'm all for it in dynasty because you got to take some of that value. But in redraft, I think he's getting starting to price himself out of my range. Um, I've seen some drafts where he's going in the middle of the first round. If if I'm looking at a redraft and I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor, my my first thought is how how involved is Marlon Maxwell going to be in that offense? I mean, right. the year before he went down with the injury for me personally, we saw him. I mean, he he was having a great season, and so obviously when the JT uh, when the JT pick comes around, you know a lot of people question as as it looked like at the beginning of the year where he was he wasn't getting as many touches, um, and and we kind of saw that kind of he he got some headway and and there was a steamroll coming in, and I mean for me 
I'm, I'm curious to see how Mac is. And, and I'm curious to see, I mean, they kept Hines um, and, and he was a huge, huge pass, you know, just receptions. I think he had over 60 last year and, and, and Philip Rivers is gone. And he was one of the best check down passers in the league. He has been since he pretty much was in here. So, I mean, it depends on how they use Hines. It depends on how they use Mac and then JT coming in. In a redraft, I, I'm worried. I, I'm right there with you, Justin, because, I, I mean, I think for, for his value in the 50s, I'll get a guy like Barkley. I'll get a guy like Cook, um, who, who I can see that in those, in those pieces. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's interesting to me to see. I think, and, and you, I'm glad you touched on that because my, my, my main thing, and obviously I'm not comparing the talents. I've said this on Twitter before for anybody who's read it. Um, I think it's funny that we talk about David Montgomery and the fact that Damian Williams is there and Tyreek, Tariq Cohen is back, but we don't talk about the fact that Taylor's shooting up draft boards and he's got two people in his backfield as well that's yeah. going to share some, share some touches. So I just, you know, for people out there in redraft, you know, I, I'm, I'm cautious of them. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're paying first round capital with anybody, you have to hit, and that's you know, I can't you can't say you you win your drafts, you know, you win your league at your draft, but you can definitely lose it, and you know, you don't want to take any gambles. And Jonathan Taylor definitely is not a gamble, but again, with Taylor and Acres, with the way that they're going as far as their price tags, they're getting to where they are, you know, they have to hit because you're paying so much for them, and guys like Nick Chubb and Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones, like guys like that that are more proven are falling off because they're just – they're not as sexy of a pick. And if you're in redraft, age is not a factor. And, you know, in this one you can see, you know, age is a factor. So those of you who are new to Dynasty, age is a huge factor. So, yeah, I can understand a little bit why Taylor goes two rounds ahead of Nick Chubb. But, you know, in a redraft, that would be wild. Um, so the second round – and just to touch on that a little bit, so I had Mike Tagliere on the show, and he said almost the exact same thing, Justin, but he had a different um, perspective of people are talking about, you know, Jonathan, uh, David Montgomery having a cakewalk schedule and really just getting most of his points in the second half of the season on a weak schedule. And they're, they're not even talking about how Jonathan Taylor got most of his points to get the, you know, against the Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers. Right. Um, so, I mean, the same could be said. And just like you guys said earlier, Heinz, Heinz usage is for me the most important. Philip Rivers did make Neheim Heinz because he did just check down Charlie at all the time. <laughs> and, you know, something that Mike talked about was weighted opportunity and a target is worth two and a half times a carry. Right. So if you're getting someone like, like Jonathan Taylor getting eight carry, I mean, eight targets versus four. That's a massive difference if you're talking about on a per-game basis. And if Hines is getting 8 to 10 targets, he's not going to get them. And so Mike talked about guys like um, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler where it was only two guys that he had target he had over 100 expected over 100 targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um second round, um we're we're starting to see the rookies um what's what stands out here? So I've got to go at Alvin Kamara with the seventh running back off the board. This is a guy that just got signed with the Saints last year, a big contract. So he's obviously 
They've invested in him. He's also a guy that's been protected in terms of total touches across his career. There's always been somebody, whether it was Mark Ingram or Latavius Murray, he's just very efficient with his touches, and it's something that's kept some miles off his legs. Um, He's a guy I think is going to be extremely exciting in this new Saints offense because if it's Jameis Winston – um, they're going to try to keep some pressure off of James Winston and, and, and not put him in turnover-prone situations. If it's Taysom Hill, I can see a little bit of the of the pause there because obviously he did kind of hurt his um, production last year. But but Kamara is the seventh running back off the board. I just think it's his efficiency is off the charts. Yeah, their their lack of pass catchers is only going to help funnel more receptions his way. And I mean, I, I'm in the camp that it is going to be Jameis. Uh, I think Hill gets his his you know normal gadget stuff, but I think James <laughs> is the the normal guy. Um, I could be wrong, but that's what I think. Uh, Ralph, what stands out to you in this round? For me, it's it's got to be Baker going going two point oh three. Um, from 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 looking at all the quarterbacks that were left on the board, um, the next about five or six, I would have I would have taken over Baker. I, I've done quite a few more than I care to admit on, on, on dynasty drafts lately. And uh, I, I've seen Baker go anywhere between rounds four, five, six. I actually got him in a dynasty draft in round seven. So to see Baker go 2.03 for me was, was shocking. And obviously that, that Burrow and, and Mayfield, that two quarterback one, two punches is not, is not terrible. Um, I, I just, I would have, I would have waited on Mayfield. And, and obviously, you know, there's with all the quarterbacks, I mean, even field Wilson, um, Huge, huge on Wilson, huge Wilson guy. But I mean, Trey Lance, Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts. Um, you start looking, you know, a little bit more down the line. I mean, Stafford, who I think is gonna have a monster year. Um, there's a lot of guys, and I was just I was shocked to see Mayfield there. So I mean, Cleveland last year put up some some heavy, heavy rushing numbers, and rightfully so. I mean, they got two of the best running backs in the league. So I was I was shocked to see Baker go there in a in a super flex, but that to me in round two was the biggest surprise. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, he just doesn't have some of the upside that some of these other guys do. And um, for me, uh, one person that's really hard for me in Dynasty is Derrick Henry. He's had so many touches in the last couple of years. There's only so many you know, running backs that can last past, you know, age, you know, age 26 before they start really declining. And um, getting him as a second running back was really nice, but that one does stick out. And then um, I'll just touch on Devontae Adams. The The Rodgers situation makes it really just difficult right now. Um, I thought about Adams versus Jefferson. Jefferson is my boy, and he's just so much younger. That's why I went that direction. But, um, you know, Adams and Hill are usually much closer. And this is, you know, starting to see Adams slide a little bit with this whole Rodgers situation. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, and and you start to wonder, obviously, like, at what point is should he be drafted? And obviously, like even even with Rodgers, obviously he he goes a couple picks earlier. But what you're starting to also see is, I mean, age is age playing a factor. Are people scared off in a dynasty startup by the fact that I what is he 28, almost 29? Yeah. Um, you start to see some of those factors start to come into play, and and obviously all that, um, you know. So it's it, it's really interesting to see. I mean, last year in in one of my dynasties, I gave up three firsts for Devontae Adams. And, and now it's, you know, it's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so question, uh, Akers over Kamara. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's age is a huge factor. Um, you know, Cam Akers, I think a lot's made out that he's 21. I think he turns 22 this week. 
Um, but he's still 22. And as a running back, you know, you, you're in your prime as soon as you touch the field, your rookie season. And mm -hmm. that really stops, you know, at age 25. And that's why you see some of these age 25 running backs or, or older where people are starting to fade them a little bit, not fading them completely, but they're just not taking them in the first or second round. Um, Akers, um, you know, he's, he hasn't proven it like Kamara has, um, but Kamara also is going to have to deal with, you know, um, the change of the guard with the mm -hmm. offense. So I think, you know, there's a lot of factors there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one to point out as well. Um, so um just a piece real quick um, on Derrick Henry and I, you know, credit Steve Pintado, um, one of my guys that I will work with over at, we know, fantasy uh, Derrick Henry, he had an interesting stat. He pulled two guys. So obviously it's two guys, but AP and Frank Gore in their age 27 season had more carries than Derrick Henry does at his age 27 season after his age 27 season. And they both went on to go for multiple years over 1,100 yards rushing afterwards. So two to three years after that. Now, obviously, for Dynasty, you're still looking at a pretty short window of three years. But um, just for others that are looking at Henry's workload, it's not you know out of the question that he continues to produce. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, those they're, those guys are probably more the exception than the rule. But yeah. it definitely is not something that can't be done. And he also is look like he was built in a freaking lab. It's uh, crazy. So, um, so third round, JK Dobbins, CD lamb, Nick Chubb, Elliot Gibson, Lance Jones, Diggs, Edwards, Alaire, Eckler, Ridley, and ETN. So just to go through, just because I didn't go through this with the first couple rounds, the top five quarterbacks were Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, uh, the, the sixth quarterback was was Kyler Murray. Seventh was Joe Burrow. Then Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields. As far as the running backs, top five running backs were Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, followed by Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift. And then we have J.K. Dobbins. We're seeing a lot of running backs this round. Nick Chubb. Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Austin Eckler, and Travis Etienne. So with, with that, we've only seen – we haven't seen any tight ends go off the board in the top three rounds, and we've only seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven receivers. So Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson as the number two, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Stephon Diggs, and Calvin Ridley is in the third round now after the Julio Jones trade. What sticks out in this round, guys? So I love J I love the J.K. Dobbins pick here in Dynasty. And, and obviously, like, there, you know, Gus Edwards is not going away. So if you're playing redraft a little bit, J.K. Dobbins I'm not as high on in redraft. But Dynasty, I mean, this is a guy that's playing in the most run-efficient offense in the NFL – if they actually do what they say they're going to do and start throwing the ball a little bit more, he's going to have to throw the ball to his running back. You're not just going to punt. You're not just going to chuck the ball down the field all the time. And J.K. Dobbins does have a little bit of a receiving game that we saw in college. Um, the guy is really, really efficient with his touches like anybody else in that offense. Um, I just think he can give you a lot in Dynasty, especially if, if Gus Edwards ever was, was to go away. I think he signed a contract for two years. Dobbins, I would assume, would be there longer than that. So he just gives you efficiency, and if he could be a you know double-digit touchdown scorer. 
Yeah, Dobbins, you know, he's I think he's priced right here. Um, I think it's a great value. Um, just the, the concerns with him, the two concerns that I have, he doesn't get a lot of passing game work, which we all know about. And then Lamar Jackson, um, you know, taking some some not only Lamar, not only gets Edwards and you know fullbacks, but um Lamar Jackson taking some you know, stealing some carries in the goal line. But I mean, Dobbins is you saw what happened when he actually got the touches. Um, he really turned it on. I got a whole lot of Dobbins, um, so definitely don't want to sound like I don't like him. Those are my only concerns. Um, Ralph, what sticks out to you in this round? Me, it's uh, I'm a huge Eckler believer, and and I yeah. to, to see Eckler go running back 16. It's it's been right around where his ADP has been, but Eckler has been damn productive when he's on the field, and and now with with Herbert coming into year two. And, and and Herbie really taking over that offense. They they revamped that O line and and didn't really add anything to that backfield. And and to and to watch Eckler, he's not I, he may have just turned twenty six or or he's he's on the cusp of it. But I mean he's he's got a solid couple good years, very similar to Henry, where the usage just hasn't been there for him early in his career. And so Eckler, you know, and he is a smaller back. I mean Derrick Henry is this Goliath of a man that's just like you know it just seems like he's taking a beating left and right. And Eckler just like this shorter swift ball of muscle that just moves and 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 i think i mean there's there's a lot to be excited about in him and to see him go 310 um it's just it's always a steal so for me it's it's absolutely eckler and and i mean i have him above guys like ceh aaron jones and and gibson um so i mean to to have eckler i have him ranked as my as my rb11 to see him go at 16 as a 16 running back off the board i think that's a huge huge value there so for me, it's Eckler. It's got to be. Yeah, I, I I will say that I had some. I agonized a little bit over this pick, and I, I had some regrets. Um, I probably should. I, I, if I had this over again, and and really go with guys that I like, um, Jones and Eckler are so close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I probably would have would have if I do this again. I would have took Eckler over Jones. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you, and and just exactly what we've been talking about. You know. Um, you know, the stat from Mike Tagliere is, you know, um, targets are worth two and a half times what, you know, what a carry is worth. And, and Eckler is, you know, he's someone that can get, I'm not, you know, not obviously the Christian McCaffrey type of workload, but it's one of the only guys that can get that kind of a passing volume um, on top of being a running back. So uh, he's just, he, at 16, he's, he's tremendous value. And for him to be the RB one, and that for that team in round three was a steal. Um, and for me, uh, Travis Etienne sticks out. Uh, yeah. I think that's just uh, mm-hmm. it's a that's a reach pick. Uh, I do like Etienne, um, but I do think that you know, stick to your tiers, stick to your board. You don't always have to draft a running back or a tight end or a quarterback. If you're looking at it and you're going, ah, should I go with Travis Etienne or, you know. Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or, or Terry McLaurin. I'm taking those guys over ETN. Um, I, I thought that was just a little bit, a little bit of a reach. Um, but, you know, obviously I do think ETN is a good, is a good player, but um, what happened here was he didn't like the running backs on the board and he liked ETN better and he wanted a running back. Yep. And um, one of the things that oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, one of the things that I preach is don't reach, don't panic. And obviously, if you're in a dynasty startup and you're looking at the board and you feel like you're in desperate need of, of you know, just a, a certain position, just look at the value. Because a lot of times when you're looking at that piece, 
you're looking at Etienne, and to your and to your point is there's guys like I mean Kelsey. I mean Kelsey's huge. He was on the board. Uh, McLaurin, huge McLaurin fan this year. And and if you're looking at some other value pieces as well, you're looking at what at the time you've got one quarterback. And and in a super flex league to have Trevor Lawrence and you're going into round three and you're not going to pick again after you get that you know that big old snake on the way back. A lot of quarterbacks can be off the board. Yep. Jalen Hurts still available. I mean Watson, eh, not so much. Um, Stafford still a big guy. I mean a lot of Tannehill, which we'll talk about later. But you know he he lucked out and got Tannehill in the later rounds. But just to not reach and understand the value sometimes is much more effective than just reaching for something that you're needing. And, and that's what I preached to new players all the time. Nah, it's great advice. So the next round, um, we'll just, we'll go through and what do you guys, first of all, what sticks out to, to you, uh, Justin, in this, this round? Well, I'm going to, Josh Jacobs is one that I probably would have not, t- the next three running backs I would have taken before Josh Jacobs, if you really wanted to go running back there. Um, I just don't believe in what the Raiders are doing right now on offense. They lost their entire offensive line. They brought in Kenyon Drake. Like, what you know, what happens? Kenyon Drake can play the goal line back role. So if Jacobs loses out on some of his touchdowns, where is he going to score? So Jalen Richard is still there from the passing down perspective. I just don't think there's a whole lot of value in that pick there. Um, and then just to talk to, talk about my pick a little bit um, with Pitts, um, I think that was a great spot there and not trying to blow my own horn, but, but to get pits right there um, in the fourth round in a dynasty, um, I, I think 150 targets are up for grab. Now that Julio's out of Atlanta, they're probably not going to throw the ball as much, but he's a guy that's a generational talent. And that's a, that's a five, six year play more than it is just the first year. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's 20 years old. So when you stack <laughs> him up against the other tight ends, if you value him closely, it, the dude's 20. Right. Um, so, um, Ralph, what sticks out to you in this round? Uh, for me personally, is I'm going through, and Josh Jacobs is, is is a really interesting pick for me, and and it comes into we've we've seen the workload. It's there. The workload for there is is not. It seems like it's not going away, or is it? It seems uh, you know like Gruden really has it for him. I mean, he's been, he's been top three in red zone touches the past two years. He's, he's really been productive in the end zone because he's got so much opportunity and opportunity in fantasy is gold. You were talking about targets earlier. So he, he gets the opportunity. So to see him go right where he is right there at, at running back, uh, I want to say 17, 18, 19, 20. Um, it's interesting because he really is a coin toss for me. I, I loved Jacobs year one last year. It was tough to see some of the efficiencies really drop and, and, and just even so with so much opportunity was still, um, I mean, it, it, he, he wasn't very exciting. So, you know, what Josh Jacobs, do we get your three? Do we get the rookie one or do we get the one from last year that was highly inefficient? So um, for me, it's, that was a very interesting pick. It could be a low risk, high reward type of thing, or you miss out on David, David Montgomery, who I got to pick later. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree, and I obviously I, I think with with that you're seeing you're seeing the running backs really dry up. So anyone that is you know wanting to go tight end early and quarterback early, it's very hard. So I tried that strategy in this. But we're gonna kind of re go through our top four picks real quick. It's hard to do, and um, it really you, that's where you really suffer is the running back position. Um, but I agree. Jacobs, just the offensive line's bad. Kenyon Drake competition. They don't like him. Bad offense. Yep. I just a lot of things I don't like about it. 
In the fourth round, I don't hate it, but I do like Montgomery better. Um, and Javante Williams, I think, has a lot more upside. Um, so just to recap this round, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, George Kittle, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Kyle Pitts, and Deshaun Watson. So what sticks out to me in this round is two things. One, here's your tight ends. Boom, boom, boom. Three tight ends this round. Um, Waller actually slipped in the next round. Um, but Deshaun Watson, so he is such a, a difficult decision to make right now. Um, but when you're getting him at 412, you're 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 lessening the chance that you get burned on this one. I still wouldn't take it. Um, but you know, who knows what's gonna happen with this guy? Could get a year-long suspension, could get four games. We don't know. Um, the team is really bad around him. And I think even if he does play, it's not going to be a great season for him. But he's still just 20, 25, 26 years old. Um, if he ends up playing again for Houston, um, he does really want to go to Denver, according to some sources and some players on the Broncos or people close to the Broncos. Um, but Deshaun Watson at 412, you're going to continue to see him drop until we know more news. And this, he could have dropped even further. Um, you could see Rodgers and Stafford and Tannehill all go above him. I think I would have take all, all of those guys above him personally. Another thing just to point out in this round, and, and I would tell people, I, this is me. I don't know how you guys feel. I'd like to hear. Um, in Dynasty, I am very cautious on taking Jalen Hurts. Um, this is a guy that's going to have one seat. You know, you're, you're in the fourth round here. And you're, you're taking Hurts over Stafford, Wilson, Tua, um, just some of those guys that have some – they've still got a lot of leash there. Jalen Hurts has got one year. If he doesn't prove it this year, they're going to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they they supposedly were trying to trade up to go get um, Zach Wilson, and yeah. you know, it, it didn't happen. So, I mean, it could pay off big. It's just it's just very risky in a dynasty play. I mean, if, if you're, you're doing that in redraft and trying to get them late and, and potentially have a guy that gives you such a rushing floor, but it's, it's very – there's two risky quarterbacks on that team there. Sir, Sir Big kind of went, went real risky with the, with the QBs. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, you know, for sure. Yeah. And, and what I was going to say, one last thing about Hertz is, you know, you don't, as a player, you probably feel like crap when your team goes out there and, you know, you don't know if you're going to be the starter next year, though you went out there and you did well. And, and you really, you know, you proved to them that you could be a starting quarterback in the league. And then all this offseason chatter of them drafting up to get a quarterback, drafting a quarterback, trading hurts, just so many pieces. I mean, what that does to the confidence, it's it, it, it's got to it's got to be tough on him mentally as well. And I mean, this game's a mental game as well. So, I mean, I'll be really curious what it looks like. And I mean, he either comes out and he's a dog and he's just is able to show the Eagles like I am the man here. And, you know, I think they gave him the tools. They gave him the tools. They went out and drafted, um, you know, pretty good wide receivers. So, I mean, looking at that, I think that's a big piece. So, so hopefully he does well. But I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm cautious just because the lack of commitment from the Eagles to him. Yeah, and I appreciate everybody in the comments. I'll try to flash your comments up there. Um, unfortunately, they are going on top of Raw, you know, Ralph's face. So, um, you know, we're. <laughs> We're trying to uh, appease the lady demographic, so we're going to keep, you know, keep uh, make sure we show Ralph instead of the the comments. Um, as far as you know, just to recap, our three um, top four picks. Um, so Justin had Josh Allen, Najee Harris, Ceedee Lamb, Kyle Pitts. 
Ralph had Justin Herbert, A.J. Brown, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery. I had Kyler Murray, Justin Jefferson, Aaron Jones, and George Kittle. Comment below. Let us know which one had the best top four picks. And at the end, who had the best team. Next round goes Darren Waller, Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, Javante Williams, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Brennan Ayuk, Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, and Amari Cooper. What stands out, Justin? So I love the DJ Moore pick here. Like, what, <laughs> it's yeah. such a good, it's such a good spot right there. DJ Moore is still super young. Um, he's going to be the top target in this offense. He's going to get a, he's going to get 150 targets probably. Um, Robbie Anderson only has I think one year left on that contract, so he's probably on the way out. So it'll be the DJ Moore Terrace Marshall show in Carolina. If they can revamp Darnold's career, you've got a good you got a quarterback that can throw the ball. DJ Moore, if he finds the end zone a little bit more efficiently, you're gonna have some big time scoring. This is a guy I think has had three straight years of eleven hundred yards. Nah, it's as good to go one. Uh Ralph. Man, DJ Moore is gonna be mine as well. So <laughs> it's that's that was a great value pick there. But I will say, um, for Fernando's team to get Stafford at five point oh eight. Um, you know, I mean, I, I feel like Stafford's been in the year, or I'm sorry, in the league for about 20 years, but you know, he's, he's, he's still, I mean, quarterback, quarterbacks can be in the league a lot longer. He's 33 years old. Um, you know, he's been able to kind of show his worth in a team in Detroit to, sorry for any Lions fans, but it's, it's just been, it's been a terrible, terrible support system there that he's had. I mean, he had Megatron at one point and they looked decent, but other than that, it's, it's been, it's been a rough career there for him. And, he's he's just a stud and i mean i've been a huge fan of him since he joined the league and and to see him go to the rams and mcveigh is a genius if if he can make goff a top five quarterback i i can tell you i'm really excited about stafford and 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 to get him as your first quarterback in a super flex league in the fifth round in the late fifth that's that's a great value pick so i would go with stafford yeah yeah anyone that knows me knows i'm a huge stafford fan Uh, Mm -hmm. i did go with 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 aaron Rodgers here um but that was when I agonized over a little bit, just going back and forth and seeing Stafford go boom right after uh, was tough. Um, you know, for me, what sticks out is, you know, this is where the running backs dry up. Mm-hmm. And even though we got all the quarterbacks up there, it still dries up. So when you look at your your one quarterback leagues, it's rough. You know, it's just really rough out there. And then you see there's a gap between 5-4 and – seven, six until the next running back is taken. Um, so there's just such a huge, you know, teardrop as far as the running backs here. Um, and then, you know, Michael Thomas, a couple of years ago, he was, you know, he was, you know, clear cut, you know, should he be the one Oh one and he's already, he's slipped down to mid mid fifth round. Um, you know, he's, he's slipping and, uh, there's a lot of question marks with that offense. Um, Next, uh, next round. What's what sticks out? Well, let's go through it. So Ryan Tannehill starts the round off. Um, I thought that, I think this is where there's a huge teardrop for quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and Tannehill, I think, should have gone sooner than this. Um, Hawkinson, Galladay, Wilson, Tua, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Mark Andrews, Jerry Judy, Deontay Smith, Justin. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about T.J. Hawkinson here. Um, I, you know, I really like the T.J. Hawkinson pick. I think he's he's got top four upside this year for tight end. Um, 
and and even can flirt with top three, even though that's kind of crazy to think about. But he he is going to be the number one pass option in that offense. Jared Goff does like to lean on the tight ends from time to time. He'll have only one this time. You won't have to figure out who's he going to with either Higby or Gerald Everett. Um, they're going to be behind in games. This is a complete rebuild, so it's just going to be putting the ball in the air. So, you know, a lot of DeAndre Swift, hopefully, and some TJ Hawkinson. But especially, you know, at this point, you're getting them at tight end five. He's still very young. You know, it's – I think I just think that's a good value there. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I I like Joe's team. Um, he, It's interesting to see the, the back-to-back. He's really going after, like, the, the – you know, having the positional – uh, advantage with having uh, Kelsey and Hawkinson. Um, but I, I do think that he, he probably would have wanted to get a better second running back and uh, really probably wanted Ryan Tannehill to fall to him there. Um, <laughs> what, what are you, what are your thoughts here, Ralph? For me, it's, it's gotta be Mike Evans. I, and, and obviously Tannehill in, in the sixth round is also quite a steal, but for me personally, it's Mike Evans, 27 years old has put up a thousand yards since he joined the league. And and you start looking at some of his production with after a year with Tom Brady, um, sky's the limit for him. And, and and I think, you know, when you look at guys going before him, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of big pieces that, that that offense had to figure out at the beginning of the year, you know, COVID was a big impact, no training camp. And it really give Brady a chance to kind of warm up to these guys. And, and I mean, you could tell, I mean, that Tampa Bay team really looked different than the team that won that Super Bowl because by the time they won that Super Bowl they were locked in they were loaded Mike Evans looked fantastic and and I mean he's just he's a big target he's a big guy and I mean I would expect at least another couple thousand yard seasons from him in the future and and to and to see him go where he did in the mid sixth is is unbelievable and 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 the pick before that your and your pick there for with Keenan Allen was also a remarkable pick um going in, into that offense they Herbie is going to look for him a lot a lot. And, and I think, you know, those two guys, those back to back, I was, I was really hoping one of them was going to slip to me and, and they both went back to back. So it was, it was tough for me to see, but I think between the Evans and the Keenan Allen pick, those were both great picks. No no worry on Evans with Antonio Brown and the the target share he kind of get got into at the end of the season. You know, I, I personally don't think so. I think Antonio Brown is, is good. And, and, and I think, when you start looking at some of the other rookies that are coming up, I, I think some of them are the ones that take away some of the targets more than Brown, um, personally. But it's I'm not I'm not worried if if I'm an Evans owner, I'm not worried about the Brown signing. I think if anything, um, he'll open up the field a little bit. Sure, he'll get his, his couple his couple good games in, but I mean, an alpha is going to be an alpha man, and, and and Evans has proved that he's an alpha and. He's got another alpha right next to him and Godwin. And I think they take up a lot of those targets. And I mean, there's only so much you can cover. So yeah, Brown will get his 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 receptions, but I think Evans and Godwin rule that that wide receiver core. Yeah, for, for me, uh, I think Hawkinson is the the best value in this. I, I honestly uh I would I would put I would have definitely taken him. Um, you know, if I didn't have Kittle already, mm-hmm. uh, I would have taken him with my pick. Um I thought Hawkinson was great value. Um, and, and this round, I think it really speaks to how rich the wide receiver group is. Um, and we're still going to continue to talk about that as we go on, because in the ninth round, I'm staring at straight up ballers. Um, but there's just so many good picks in this round as far as receivers. And you got young receivers like T. Higgins and, and Jerry, Jerry Judy and Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith. 
And you got proven studs, Evans and Allen, that could put up wide receiver one numbers going in the sixth round. Um, it's just really speaks to the value um, in, that, in that position. So, again, like someone like me that I, I do tend to go running back earlier and, and fall back on receivers because you can get literally like Keenan Allen, he's borderline wide receiver one in the sixth round. Um, so like I could have went heavier on running back and then fell back on him. Um, you know, but you can fade receiver a little bit and still get guys like Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, um, in this round. It's, it's just tremendous value. Um, next round, Michael Pittman, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones. So a run on quarterbacks, Kareem yes. Hunt, Miles Gaskin, Dallas Goddard, Ch- uh, Chase Claypool, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan. Julio Jones to tag up, stack him up with Tannehill. Justin, thoughts? I mean, it seems like rather just like taboo to think Michael Pittman gets drafted over Julio Jones. Obviously, this is Dynasty, so the age comes in. But just saying that out loud kind of makes me cringe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The value for me here, um, when you're in the dice roll, which is running back at this point in the drafts, is Kareem Hunt. Um, 25 years old, so he's 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 kind of hitting that point, but he's obviously somebody that the mileage has stayed off because obviously at his own his own accord he got in some trouble and really kind of got himself out of the league. He's gotten a second chance, um, but you've got a guy here who can have some flex value on his own just in the current offense that they run. And if anything happens to Nick Chubb, you've got a top five running back in fantasy that, as a backup. So I think to to get Kareem Hunt here and have him on your bench. Um, whether he stays in Cleveland or not, you know, I think they, they've pretty much kept him on a year-to-year deal, one or two years. So um, he could land somewhere else after next year and go somewhere. So, um, yeah, so my, the guy right there on a contract year. So he may be looking to go somewhere else next year, and, and I think that's a, a steal right there. Well, uh, maybe not a steal, but great value. Yeah. Ralph? I would agree with that. I, I think Kareem Hunt was a great pick there. For me, it's uh, it was it was interesting to see Mac Jones go before guys like Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Darnold. I I, I believe in Darnold this year, so I mean to see Mac Jones go there, the potential's there. It, it it you know it doesn't we don't know who's going to start New England. We don't know if it's Cam or Mac, um, but to see Mac Jones go at at seven point oh five, I thought that was that was really interesting to me and. I mean, I, I liked him. I liked him a lot in college, and, and I'm hoping he does well. But just to not know if he's going to be a starter or not, um, to me, Mac Jones was really interesting there. Yeah, uh, I, I I do like you know both running backs in this round. Dallas Goddard, I thought was I, I just I I really am like gravitating towards Dallas Goddard and his value right now. Um, they just they they have some pass catchers there. Um, obviously, a lot of you know a lot of unproven with Jalen Rager and you know, with Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard is, is, you know, it's kind of baked in that Zach Ertz is going to be out of town. Um, but, you know, for someone like Jalen Hurt, the Jalen Hurts, the, the best thing for him is a safety blanket in the middle of the field. And that's going to be Dallas Goddard. I, I think he's just a tremendous value. And if I miss out on the, the top five tight ends, and for me, that's, you know, Kelsey Kittle, Waller, um, Hawkinson. Um, if I miss out on those guys, those four guys, then I'm going to wait and I like he's a middle round tight end. I'm going after for like your redraft leagues. Um, obviously, you know, in your dynasty, I'd throw pits in there as well. I'm not as huge of a fan of Andrews. They got a lot of new pass catchers over there. I would much rather Goddard at seven eight than Andrews at six ten. Um, 
Not that I hate Andrews. It's just um, Goddard is, I would take the cheaper one in that scenario. And Goddard, 7-8 is even a little bit higher. I've seen him go a lot lower than that. Uh, And this was a huge quarterback run. Kind of saw the almost, not the last of the quarterbacks, but a huge quarterback, huge chunk of the quarterbacks went out. A lot of people got their third quarterback or the second quarterback here. Um, And the next round. So we started out with Noah Fant, uh, James Robinson, I will say this for Big Joe. He, ran, he didn't see the time, um, so that was an auto pick there. Um, but James Robinson in the eighth round is not awful. Um, his ADP is you know, corrected now. He was like auto pick in the fourth or fifth round before. <laughs> but now he's in the eighth, probably the ninth round. Um, obviously, he would have liked other guys before that. He said that. Uh, Trey Sermon, LaVisca Chenault, Jalen Waddell, Michael Carter, uh, Cortland Sutton, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Chark. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., and Debo Samuel. Thoughts here, guys. So I'm, I'm gonna just just because I want to hear you got your guys' thoughts because I don't know what to do with Cortland, Cortland Sutton. Um, he's a guy that obviously has a lot of talent. Um, coming off of a, I, think, I believe it was an ACL injury. I, I can't remember. They described it as he his knee blew up. That's how they yeah. described it. <laughs> So, you know, coming coming off a, a, a pretty uh, severe knee injury and then coming back to an offense that is kind of loaded with some talent now um, from a pass catcher standpoint. I mean, Jerry Judy is going to definitely um, command targets. K.J. Hamler seems to be commanding some targets. Noah Fant, they got big O as a tight end. So if they can run some double tight end sets, um, they really do have a lot of skill position players that can can eat up some targets. So I'm really just interested in your thoughts. I'm interested at, at where he went right there. There, it could be such a big play because he is really good in the, in the red zone, but um, I don't believe he's going to command the targets he did before his injury. Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, I'm I'm fading Cortland Sutton just because of how deep and how much I like the players around him. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I like Cooper Cup better. Um, there's you know, Laviska Schnall, DJ Chark, one of those guys. Like, I just Again, it's not that I don't like Sutton. It's just I like the guys around him better. And it's just such a yeah. deep class that I don't want to take that risk. And it's it's the knee, it's the the weapons around him, and it's it's mainly, you know, the, the situation at quarterback. Yeah. When you're looking at, you know, a tiebreaker and you say, you know, Cortland Sutton matched up against Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. The injury is in, you know, the, their favor because um, he, you know, he's just coming off the injury. Cooper Cup's two years off of it. Um, you got the better quarterback play, better team, you know, higher scoring offense. Um, just so many things in their favor that just takes him down that you know, in that tier of, of receivers. It takes him down for me. Yeah. And for me, I – it's it's the questionable quarterback play for Cortland Sutton, and I I know you mentioned it, but just to not know whether it's true lock or Teddy Bridgewater throwing you the ball, <laughs> I don't care what guy it is, <laughs> I I'm not very confident with it, and, and that's why I think we see Jerry Judy fall to the late sixth, early seventh, almost, and we see Cortland Sutton fall to the eighth. We saw Noah Fant drop. If if they had gone out and gotten their, themselves a Watson, they drafted Fields in the draft. You see these guys go up a round or two, but because of the questionable quarterback play, because of the situation there, I mean, I'm not confident, and I know most owners wouldn't be as confident. And and don't get me wrong, I'm, I was a huge Cortland Sutton guy. I believe in his talent. I believe in a lot of things that he has to bring. But because of that quarterback 
play because of the injuries that, you know, he's coming in from. And I mean, if you've got a blown up knee, <laughs> that that's going to be tough, man. So, yeah. Um, and, and for, for a guy like, you know, for him, he's a bigger guy. Um, and you see you know, some of these guys, you know, the bigger guys, the injuries really do um, hurt them versus some of the, yeah. some of the other players that use, you know, use more route running than they do their jump ball ability. Um, you know, I will say in round eight, it's not as, you know, not as rough as if you took him in like round six or something like that. But again, like Robert Woods is in the ninth round. Um, you know, I would just much rather, you know, I'd much rather take Robert Woods next round or, um, you know, I would rather Cooper Cup. Um, another guy coming off injury that I'm taking over him is Odell Beckham. Yep. So um, it's just that that's where I'm at. Um, but I, I think he's probably properly priced here. If not the next round, it's just mm-hmm. probably after some of these guys. Uh, what stands out to you this round, Ralph? All I was going to say is for me, it's, I know it's my pick, but we continue to see the dip in Rams wide receivers. And, and that's something that, that, that I think a lot of people will regret later on in the season. Yep. Um, it's not Goff behind center anymore. It's, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be Stafford. That offense is going to, it, it's going to be incredible to see how much Stafford was limited in Detroit and how much he's going to open up this offense there. And that's why another reason, I mean, we mentioned it earlier, but I, I think that's another reason Cam Akers is going so high. We've seen a lot of the potential that, that a McVay led offense can do with a Jared Goff. So you bring in a, a, a Stafford into the mix and to see cup go in the late eighth, early ninth, and then Robert Woods right at that turnaround that is that's unbelievable value. So I think for me, um, Cup is a good one, and then my other one was going to be Sutton. And just a really quick, interesting, and it's actually your pick there is Michael Carter. I I loved Michael Carter coming out of UNC. I know there was you know that that big argument between him and Javante, and Javante is the more talented one, and Michael Carter's size and a lot of pieces coming into it. But there's a lot of reports he's killing it in camp. He's building that dynamic with Wilson. He's a receiving back that, that, you know, I mean, a lot of people love. And in a PPR league, they're loving that. So I, I also thought Michael Carter was a really good pick there. Yeah, I can see that. I can see Jimmy G going to Denver. Um, so, yeah, for me, um, I, I played the game and lost. I was hoping that Cooper Cup or Robert Woods would get back to me. I didn't know which one I wanted. So I was like, well, I'll just see which one makes it back to me. And none of them made it back to me. Um, so, uh, for me, what stood out was, you know, the rookie running backs, uh, Trey Sermon and Michael Carter going here. Um, you know, when you're looking at your rookie drafts, um, these guys are, you know, back end, um, first round picks, uh, early second round picks. So when you're looking at your, your trades and going, well, what would you rather have, you know, LaVisca Chanel or the 112 or, you know, uh, Cortland Sutton or the 112, because that's pretty much what, you know, what Michael Carter and Trey Sermon are. Um, and for them, like, this is really where the running backs are. This is the last last wave of running backs this round and next round. And then it's, you know, it's really tough after that. Next round, we had Rondell Moore, Robert Woods, Ronald Jones, Tyler Lockett, Tom Brady, Elijah Moore, Chase Edmonds, Mike Davis, Rashad Bateman, Corey Davis, Sam Darnold, Adam Thielen. Um, we're gonna try to speed up a little bit, but uh, Justin, what stands out in this round? Yeah, so I, I've got a, a, I talked, you know, kind of questioned the Sutton pick or the early round. I'll go back to Sir Big here and really praise him for the Elijah Moore pick. I love Elijah Moore's talent going to the yeah. Jets. Um, 
it is kind of, I guess, not worrisome that they're they're trying they're going to bring back Jamison Crowder, but um, Elijah Moore just profiles as such a good wide receiver in the NFL. He's going to be perfect for a rookie quarterback like Zach Wilson, who's going to want to stay over the middle of the field when pressure gets in their face. And if you look into some of the reception per, uh, perception type data. Um, he just was off the charts in his catch radius mm-hmm. and his ability to get open and separate and make tough catches. Um, I love the Elijah Moore um, pick right there. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't think it's still out of the question that Jamison Crowder is out. They're asking him to take a pay cut. He's not. I fully expect him to be either moved or you know cut during training camp. Um, Elijah Moore is flashing. Um, they're a team that is developing, and they're going to want to get him on the field and develop him and not stun his growth. Um, I, I do believe that Joe Douglas knows what he's doing. I don't know if the Jets' ownership is going to get in the way or not, but um, Jamison Crowder is also, you know, he's due $9 million. So um, if they can get out of that contract and ship him off to, you know, to somewhere else, I, I think they'll try to do that if they don't end up just cutting him just to save the money. And then, like I said, a lot of the analytics guys just say like, if a guy is, you know, on the, he's descending and another guy is, is needs to develop, get him snaps. Um, Cause it's going to help him out. Um, as far as, uh, as, you know, as far as, as this round, it's really your last quarterbacks for me, Tom Brady, Sam Darnold. Um, well, we have actually have a couple more, but um, Tom Brady here in the ninth round, Sam Darnold in the ninth round, Getting them as your second and third, second or third guys is is good. Um, you see, Mac Jones go two uh, rounds ahead of Tom Brady is interesting. Um, that just kind of looks weird. Um, but Mike Mike Davis, I'll talk about Mike Davis. So Mike Davis, yeah. right here okay. in the ninth round, he's probably just a one year wonder. But for his team makeup, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry got Mike Davis as his third running back, and he had. He had to fill his whole team up before that. Like, I really fight. like Fernando props. I really do like your team. I like the Stafford pick. McLaurin's a beast. Um, you got Tua and Waddle together. I love the Goddard pick. And then Davis is just – he's just screaming value in the yeah. ninth. Yeah, his his thighs are screaming value for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, no, Mike Davis was, was going to be my pick there too. Um, to, to see him. And the thing is, is in Atlanta, I think a lot of people fully expected them to, to pick a running back in the draft. I know there was, you know, speculations that they would go for, for Harris, that they were going for at least one of the running backs and they had multiple chances to do it. Um, I, I think I mean, Trey Sermon fell a few times. I had tweeted that he was going to go, you know, to Atlanta. I, I thought he fit that scheme well, but to see, to see Mike Davis be a starter there, to have him as your RB three, I mean, absolutely agree with you there. Props to Fernando because that's that's awesome. All right, cheers, guys. They're not sponsored, but um, tag Yingling. Um, we need we need a sponsorship. So <laughs> next round, this one's interesting. Jordan Love, Jordan Love ahead of Jared Goff. You have Love, Goff, Mostert, Marshall, Winston, Boyd, Pollard, Tanyan, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup, Damian Harris, James Connor. Some good values at running backs here, um, and you're, you know, like you're still seeing quarterbacks come off the board. What are your thoughts here, uh, Justin? 
Well, I'm going to go to Michael Gallup just because I, I, I love the Michael Gallup talent. Um, he's been in Dallas, so it, it is a, a pass happy offense, but he has got, he's got some really good skills at the wide receiver position. Um, I was really high on him last year and it ended up just biting me in the ass, but um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily off of him all the way. And, and in dynasty, when you can get somebody this late, like Michael Gallup, I don't expect him to be in Dallas next year. So if somebody pays to bring him in and potentially be a top target or even a second target and, and it's the right situation. I think mm-hmm. to gamble late in a draft like this is perfect because you don't know that Cooper's going to be healthy. So you can get some play with Gallup in year one. Plus you see where he goes next year. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I like that too. Um, Ralph, what are you, what are you seeing? I I'm laughing because those that follow me know what I'm going to say here. Um, for me, it's, it's actually, it's Justin's pick. It's 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 Damian Harris at at almost the eleventh round. Uh, for me, screams screams steal. Really, um, I'm I'm a huge Damian Harris guy. You're looking at some of the pieces in that offense. They ran the ball over 500 times last year. Yes, Cam ran it for over 100 times himself. Will he run it that many times this year? Probably not. Will he be the quarterback come week three? Probably not. It's going to be Mac Jones. So what you're going to start to see is some of the value from a quarterback who's going to scare offenses that, that they can throw the ball longer than 10 yards. And Damian Harris is going to benefit from that. I, I mean, when he, when he was given the chance last year, he produced and, and he is a big, big, <laughs> he's a big, big guy there. And, and I think for me, um, you know, he's super young coming in from it, but I mean, Damian Harris for me is I, I was, I was hoping he'd make it on the way back because that's just, that's been my guy in almost every league. And, um, give Damian Harris 200 touches and and let the rest happen because that's what that man needs and he's he should get it this year. So awesome, awesome pick there, dude. Yeah, Sony Michelle's uh, he's a cut candidate uh, for sure. Yeah, I can, you can see him out of there. He could end up, you know, um, they talked about him to Miami, um, different places. Um, this one, uh, I'm gonna disagree uh, to over Herbert. Yeah, right. I think Get that might here, be a little home. I think, I think you got a case of the homers. Um, watch there. You check that, Steve. I'm gonna um, take his. I'm gonna take my credit back that I gave him earlier. <laughs> ah, yeah. So, um, so just to to finish this round up, um, for me, uh, again, I see the value of you know the. I don't really see a huge value with the quarterbacks. Like, I know it's super flex, but I had this conversation this week. Like, guy like Jared Goff. Through 20 touchdowns last year in the Rams offense with Sean McVay and a ton of weapons. I'm not really too excited about him. He doesn't offer a lot of value. Terrace Marshall, I just it's very interesting what Nick the genius was doing. Um mm-hmm. receiver, 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 receiver. <laughs> um, so he's really taking the shotgun approach there. Straight down. Um, the Terrace Marshall is one of my absolute favorites. I think he is a dark horse to be the top fantasy player, uh, top fantasy receiver from this rookie class year one. Um, and it's not that I think he's better than Jamar Chase or better than these other guys, but I think he's just in a really good situation. He goes back to Joe Brady, who knows him very well. He's in, you know going to be in a high pass volume offense, which shows Jamar Chase. Um, but he's a, you know he's someone that we talked earlier about DJ Moore. DJ Moore has never been a prolific scorer. Um, he just does not profile that much as a, as a red zone target. Terrace Marshall does, 
And um, guys like Cooper Cup and Juju Smith-Schuster that broke out in the league, Michael Thomas, one of the reasons they broke out so early was because they were the big slot. And Terrace Marshall is going to go right into that big slot role. We saw him excel at LSU in that role. Uh, I was a huge, huge uh, Marshall fan. I uh, was super disappointed he didn't make it to me here. Um, but I, I do like Marshall. And I thought that was that was you know one of my favorite picks here. Um, and I do like the value there. Next round, Jarvis Landry, Melvin Gordon, Irv Smith, Mike Kosicki, A.J. Dillon, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Robbie Anderson, Zach Moss, Brandon Cooks, Evan Ingram, Leonard Fournette, David Johnson. What sticks out to you, Justin? So uh, I'm going to talk about this guy a lot as we lead up to the season. And obviously there's a huge question mark at quarterback. You don't know what ha- what's, what's going to happen. But Brandon Cooks can be an absolute steal um, getting him this late in this draft. If you knew for sure that Deshaun Watson was going to play this year, Brandon Cooks would be a top 15 wide receiver. I mean, he's the only one that can catch the ball in that offense. And it's going to be volume. They're not going to stop anybody. They have a team of third of second and third stringers basically filling out their roster. So um, he's one that I'd like uh, point out there. And and just briefly, Jasicki, I think, was a little bit of a reach. There's probably four, four or five tight ends left on the board. I'd probably take over him at this point. No, I agree. And uh, Ralph? I agree with you on, on Cooks completely, a steal. Um, but another steal here for me personally is – Zach Moss. Zach Moss at 11.08, going after guys like Gordon, like Dylan, like Connor, like Mostert. Um, Zach Moss, towards the end of the year, weeks 13 to 17, was averaging about 13 carries a game. He out he outsnapped counted um, Devin Singletary. And we we actually I had a, a spaces last week where we were talking, and I was talking to I can't remember who it was, I, I believe it was Josh or Steve, it may have been you, and we and we kind of mentioned a little bit of um, you know, Devin Singletary in the playoffs had had, I think, three touches in that final game when Zach Moss was out. Yep. And, and, and what that goes to show you is they're they're out on Singletary and 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 <laughs> Zach Moss is going to be the man there. And and that's for me is a big push. And they're not going to keep letting Josh Allen run, which fun fact, after I believe it was week seven, he never carried it more than six times. So you start looking at some of those pieces. Zach Moss is going to be the RB one there in Buffalo, and he is going to be surprising a lot of people. So Zach Moss there is a pick for me. Fernando again, you you killed it with that Moss pick. So you've got some running back depth. Yeah, Fernando's getting a lot of love, man. I hope you uh, hope you're watching this because you're you're getting a lot of a lot of uh, airtime. Um, and, and interesting enough with ball, with Buffalo, just quickly, like they they were a prime candidate to bring somebody in, and they didn't. So I think that only backs up the fact that they believe in somebody in that running back room, and it can't be Singletary. Yeah. So um, for me, I thought that Ryan Fitzpatrick was a nice save. Um, so Sir Big got the young, mobile uh, quarterbacks, and then he got an old quarterback that is kind of mobile. Um, but Fitzpatrick can definitely play, um, and, and you know, as he waits for Trey Lance to develop, I think Trey Lance is going to take over at some point this year. But week one, it's probably going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. So mm-hmm. if he's waiting three weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, he's going to want to get another quarterback. And getting Ryan Fitzpatrick in the eleventh round is a tremendous value. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at at Scott Turner and that offense. He was throwing the ball 600 times with, you know, Kyle Allen and Will Greer and Cam Newton. 
and and those guys were were putting up numbers. Um, so Fitzpatrick is is he's going to put up numbers, and anytime he's thrown the ball over five hundred times, he's been you know he's basically been a QB one. So if he throws five fifty or six hundred times this year with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and that offense, you could see you know Fitzpatrick in the eleventh round. Even though it's a one year deal, you're you're pretty much only getting him for one year. That's a steal. That's a, that, that's a tremendous steal right there. And then, yeah, the Moss and Dylan picks I like. Dylan, it's crazy. He was going in like the fifth round earlier in the offseason until they signed Aaron Jones. Now he's a screaming value um, when you got, you know, everyone looks at, you know, remember what Jamal Williams did in that offense? A.J. Dylan goes in there and just if he just gets the Jamal Williams role, he's going to be fine. He's going to be, you know, RB3, borderline RB2. And then if Aaron Jones ever went down, AJ Dillon is 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 right there. I know they got Kylan Hill, and I'm a Kylan Hill supporter, but uh, AJ Dillon in round eleven is 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 tremendous value. Next round, we have Marquise Brown, Will Fuller, Philip Lindsay, Darnell Mooney, Kenyon Drake, Johnny Smith, Gus Edwards, Adam Troutman, Neheim Hines, Mike Williams, Jalen Rager, Henry Ruggs. Justin, what stands out? All right, I got to take my opportunity to talk about a Chargers player, and I love Ralph's pick here of Mike Williams. So Joe Lombardi came out this week or last week talking about the offense. Um, it's going to have some shades of the New Orleans offense and what they did. Mike Williams is going to be the X receiver, which is the Michael Thomas role in the New Orleans Saints offense. So using his size, running some slants, and not just running him 20, 30 yards downfield and throwing it up maybe gets a little bit more longevity through the season of Mike Williams because obviously he does get banged up because he goes up in the air. He makes these ridiculous catches. If they can keep this guy on the field for 17 games, he's got to prove it this year because he's either going to get a contract from us or get a contract somewhere else. Um, and if he wants to get gets paid, he's got to play. So um, I think this is a great value right here and could be a high upside pick. Yep, love it, love it. Right there with you, man. I'm hoping he's let me down one too many times, but I'm hoping this is the year. I'm hoping this is it. Um, I wanted him, so that was one. Well, I, I'll, I'll just to, to give some reassurance to the listeners. So Mike Tagliere was on the show. I asked Mike Tagliere who your favorite late round target is. Quick, Mike Williams. And he just said kind of the same thing uh, that Justin said. He actually reaffirmed it again today on his show. Um, my, you know, Joe Lombardi talks about him. He said, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on Mike Williams, putting up huge numbers. Um, it's be no surprise if he gets 120 targets this year and yes, health is an issue, but he's literally, I don't, I, I don't have the time to do the count here, but he's like wide receiver 60. Um, <laughs> if, if he plays, you know, 10 games, he's gonna, he's gonna give you way more return than what you're paying here. Um, and I would 100%, you know, I, I, I love that pick. If you're playing best ball, Mike Williams is the absolute player you want late in drafts yeah. because he is going to hit plenty of times throughout the season. Yep. Yep. Ralph, what do you got? I would agree with that. I I'm going with, there's a lot of a good value here and, and going through if, if you're looking at some of the depth and you're looking at some of the running backs that are coming off the board, um, Gus Edwards, I thought here was was actually a pretty solid pick, and and the reason being is obviously 
They signed him for another two years. He's he's the Gus Bus is is going to be a part of that offense. Now I fully anticipate J.K. Dobbins really taking over, but when it comes to the you know to the end zone touches and I think a lot of like the two running back schemes that that Baltimore ran last year, I think Gus Edwards benefits from that. I think there's a lot of pieces that 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 the Baltimore offense is going to continue to do, and that's to run the ball. And I mean, it doesn't hurt to pick up. The, the second running back on that team, yes, the second running back, RB2 on that team, um, to to really kind of get the value there. So I thought that was a great value pick there. And the other one that I'll say that was like a sneaky good pick there is for for Nick, uh, Darnell Mooney. Huge Darnell Mooney yeah. guy this year. To, to see him going in the in the 12th and and to see him alongside there in Chicago with, with Allen Robinson and potentially Justin Fields, hopefully he starts, and, and not Andy Dalton, but – to see Mooney go there, I thought was was a great pick. Yeah, uh, no, and and just to talk about the running backs. You know, we've been talking about this a lot on the show. Is you know you're going to see more more committee style, more you know workload management, where you know guys are are not. You know, we're we've seen it fewer and fewer as far as guys that are you know having having to deal with committees. But we're moving to a 17 game season next year's I mean 18 game season. Um, you need to load up on these running backs and guys like Gus Edwards, not only is he going to get 10 to 12 touches per, you know, per game, but if Dobbins misses a game or two, Edwards, he proved last year that he can produce and they just signed him, which is just another, you know, endorsement to what, how they believe in him. And, you know, he's just not only, not only is he a handcuff, but he offers, you know, um, standalone value, which is really, really nice to have in a running back in the, the 12th round. Yep. Um, Justin, anything? Um, no, no, I mean, I think you guys touched on it. I, I like the, the Darnell Moody thing. Um, it's obviously he's one of your A-dot fans. Um, he's going to be a guy that catches the ball down the field, be a big play guy. So, yeah, I think you guys touched on it all. Yeah, and then the Trotman pick. I'll just throw the, the Trotman pick out there. Um, a lot of targets available. I don't think Traquan Smith is going to be a thing. Um, and, and Adam Trotman is one of my breakout candidates. Um, so I really do like that pick and you're not having to, you know, pay for the breakout. You're paying a normal price, 12.8, and then hoping, hoping you, you know, get, get bang for your buck. Um, so the next round went Kellen Mond, T- Taysom Hill, Ben Roethlisberger, Tyler Higby, Cam Newton, Logan Thomas, Alexander Madison, Hunter Henry, Pat Frymuth, Cole Komet, Kadarius Tony. Austin Hooper, a lot of tight ends and quarterbacks here. What stands out? Uh, so at this point in the draft, even in Dynasty, as you get later, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look for balance. Um, I'm trying to play like a, a younger, you know, get a younger player than get a, a player that potentially can give you something um, this year. And I think the value pick for me here is Logan Thomas. Um, he's coming in right here at tight end 16. Uh, just fun fact that Kyle Yates from Fantasy Crows was talking about I think in one of last week's shows, he ran 10, like 10% more routes than Travis Kelsey did last year. He ran like 610 routes last year. It was the number one tight end in routes run. Um, If you see just an uptick in targets per routes run, you you know, 
it, it just kind of associates to value. And, and Fitzpatrick is a guy that potentially is going to throw the ball a bit further downfield than Alex Smith. So instead of J.D. McKissick getting 20 targets, maybe it's Logan Thomas getting a bunch down the middle. So um, I think at tight end 16, you, you can't really beat it. I mean, he's 28 years old, so maybe getting a little bit old for, for uh, Dynasty, but he's also a guy that kind of bounced around was a quarterback when he first came into the league. So it's not like he's got a whole lot of mileage either. Yeah, I, I've been fading him, but at this value, mm-hmm. it's you know it's right. hard to argue against it. Um, I know Curtis Samuel's there, another guy, Diami Brown, another guy, Terry McLaurin, but um, I, I still think you know he is the safety blanket across the middle of the field, and you know he he really shined in that offense, and he's gotten better and better as you know as the last few years have gone. Uh, Ralph, it's got to be for me, Hunter Henry. And again, I mean, Fernando, I promise, man, I just maybe we can just get <laughs> teams and, and, and we'll be just fine here. Um, no, but I think Hunter Henry, I I saw him going, you know, before the actual free agency um, decision of, of going to New England. He was going anywhere between ninth, eighth, tenth round. And and we see him drop to, to almost the 14th round here. And he's he's a young guy. He's produced when when he's been given the opportunity over in, in, in L.A. when he was there. Um, you're looking at, at at the New England offense. They've got a lot of wide receivers. Is that going to be their play? I don't know. And and obviously to have Johnny and Hunter Henry there, one of them is going to benefit. And I actually just tweeted it the other day. It's, you know, I mean, a Bill Belichick-led offense normally targets the tight end 140 times a year from, yep. from 2010 to 2019 when Tom Brady was there. So you're telling me there's 140 targets there between both. I mean, you know, between both of them, you're looking at that. And I mean, even if you're giving me Hunter Henry with 80, 90 targets a year um, with the potential of more upside, I'm, I'm taking Hunter Henry. So I I thought that was a great value pick there. Here's a fun stat for you guys. So um, I was listening to the, listen to the fantasy pros before the show today. And Mike Tagliere said, if you can get a, tight end to have 85 targets is an 81% chance that he's going to be a tight end one. So you're just looking for targets with these tight ends. So Logan Thomas, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Adam Trapman. And then I'm going to throw the other name out there is Tyler Higby. So we talked about the, you know, he's he's a post hype sleeper candidate. Um, You you saw that we talked about the Matthew Stafford and those guys as being, you know, like that offense is going to be on fire this year. It's going to be so much better than last year. Well, Higby shine when Everett was not there. Mm-hmm. Everett is not there. Higby and and Stafford should be a nice combo. He is a late round target that I'm targeting. Um, when after Mike went through and said Mike Williams, then I said, "What's your tight end late round target?" He said Tyler Higby. And um, you know, same thing he said on the show today for them. Um, that's one of his sleepers. Um, he is just someone that you could easily see um, be the red zone guy um, mm-hmm. for Stafford in that mm-hmm. offense. And um, without Gerald Everett there, um, you could see him, you know, in that Jordan Reed role um, for McVeigh and really, really shine. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's I think what stood both- out to me was all the tight ends that just flew off the board here. Yeah, I think you both touched on it there. Hunter Henry and Tyler Higby both. There's not going to be a whole lot of competition from their wide receivers and red zone targets. They're kind of more space to field players, guys that get out in space. Um, so I think Henry and Higby can both get get some really good red zone targets this year. Cool. So we're going to blaze through these last two rounds, and then we're going to go through our picks. 
Um, so Ramondre Stevenson, Antonio Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Daryl Henderson, Russell Gage, Chuba Hubbard, Blake Jarwin, Devin Singletary, Jamal Williams, Nicole Hardman, Nicole Will- uh, Nico, Nico Collins, Gabriel Davis, then Kyle Trask, Paris Campbell, Javian Hawkins, Teddy Bridgewater, Marvin Jones, Latavius Murray, Kenneth Gainwell, Rob Gronkowski, Diami Brown, Jameson Crowder, Cole Beasley, and Amari Rogers. So in those two rounds, uh, what's one or two guys that stick out, Justin? Yeah, so we've been giving Fernando a lot of props, and, and at this point, I'm just gonna, you know, with Russell Gage, I, I don't, I don't hate the pick there, but I, I do caution folks that Russell Gage may be a little bit of fool's gold, gold this year. Everybody's looking at Julio Jones leaving Atlanta, so they're thinking the targets have to go somewhere. I do expect them to run a lot of twelve personnel, so two tight end sets, um, getting Hayden Hurst on the field, getting Kyle Pitts on the field that takes the slot receiver off the field and which is Russell Gage. Um, I don't know that he's going to profile as, as a really good perimeter guy. So that's one that, you know, be careful with him. And then the other one is just kind of a late round, I, I think good value. And that's Latavius Murray. Um, Sir big grabbing him there. Obviously he's another back that if the, if the, if Camara goes out, that guy's a top five play. Yeah. No, I like that. looks like Sir big is active. Uh, I think he's, he's on here watching. Um, so Ralph, what, what about you? Oh, my my wonder boy is uh, it it hurt my soul to see Jones take uh, Gabriel Davis for me. I yeah I've, I've been getting Gabriel Davis in in about 16, 17 um, in in the later rounds when it comes to to dynasty startups, and I was hoping to sneak by and get Hardman and then Gabriel Davis on the way back. Um, but no, I mean I, I think Gabriel Davis there is 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 a phenomenal value pick. With 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 Brown leaving, I, I am not intimidated by Sanders. Um, just just one fun fact about Sanders is, and I know a lot of people think that you know the deep threat in Sanders, and, you, and you're seeing a lot of the deep balls are going to be going to him. Um, Gabriel Davis had four touchdowns and more than 20 yards last season, which which I mean four of his seven were were for longer than 20 yards, and Emmanuel Sanders over the past two years has had three. So. You start looking at some of those pieces, and and what that means to me is Gabriel Davis was able to to capitalize on on the long game, but he's uh-huh. a big guy. He's he, he's the tallest wide receiver that Buffalo has. Yep. So you, you take that into play. He starts to learn another year in that offense, and Gabriel Davis is going to have a phenomenal year. And the other pick here is Diami Brown. You mentioned earlier that you know if if Fitzmagic throws for five hundred attempts. There's there's going to be plenty of room for everybody to eat at the kitchen table, and Diami Brown's going to be eaten, man. So um, those two picks for sure there. Yeah, uh, for me, I think we talked. I talked earlier about you know you know just stacking up running backs. You just can't have enough of those. And um, you know Jamal Williams and Daryl Henderson are high value handcuffs. You really want to have um, Chuba Hubbard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Latavius Murray. They they have they offer some standalone value. I'd say more than uh, Devin Singletary. Um, and if the guy in front of them goes down, they're studs. Like if Cam Akers went down, Daryl Henderson is is going to maybe – he's going to be well worth it. Same with Jamal Williams. Same with Latavius Murray. Like Devin Singletary does not offer you that kind of upside, and neither does, you know, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know what to, to think about Ramondre Stevenson and Javion Hawkins. But getting those guys in the 14th round and just sitting them on your bench just in case something happens, 
Um, and then they're, they're great trade bait. If, you know, if something does happen and you, you know, want to move somebody real quick, um, it, it's just like, those are guys who are high value handcuffs that could be league winners if something happens. So let's, uh, let's just go through our teams. Um, and then if you want to pick, you know, a favorite team to talk about, um, Justin, you started out with Josh Allen that went with Najee Harris and CD lamb, um, and Kyle Pitts was your fourth pick. Can you just talk about your strategy there? Did you have a strategy or just kind of see how, see how it went? Trying to see where it went, um, taking some value. I wanted to spread it out to balance the, the positions. I think I, I concentrated a little too much on youth in the beginning, although I do love Najee Harris and getting him where I got him. Um, I do think he's a 300-touch guy for the Steelers this year. Um, C.D. Lamb, I've said this to you before, Dave, uh, is – He's, he's neck and neck with A.J. Brown as my number one dynasty wide receiver. I just uh-huh. think the guy's a stud. Um, and then Kyle Pitts is obviously Kyle Pitts. Hopefully he's yeah. not like the rest of the tight ends that have come out of college, and he really shows out. So then you went Chris Carson, Jerry Judy, Daniel Jones, Odo Beckham, Robert Woods. Um, you know, what, what, are you, what, are you, how, what are your thoughts about how that turned out? I don't love the Judy pick. I love Judy's talent. Um, it's just a crowded room there now. So if it thins out a little bit or if they get an Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, that becomes pretty good. Um, I felt pretty bad about the way I, my draft went four through eight or five through eight um, with the receivers until I got Bob Trees in the ninth. So yeah. um, that saved me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like I said, I, I – Ro- Robert Woods and Matthew Stafford are like two of my most highly owned teams in all my dynasties. Now they're together. I have the stack and it's just, I'm going to watch a lot. I'm going to love watching the Rams play this year. Um, Then you got Damian Harris, Melvin Gordon, Jalen Rager, Taysom Hill, Nico Collins, Paris Campbell. I do like the Paris Campbell pick at the end. I think he's a sleeper Um, and getting him as your last pick. You can just cut him if it doesn't work out. But last year he did play one game and that one game he had – he had six catches, seventy-two yards on nine targets. Um, he's he he. They didn't they didn't go out and get Julio Jones or a big receiver in the draft. I mean, there's not other pass catchers there. Um, he could he could easily uh, compete with Michael you know Pitt, Mike Michael Pittman for being the top target getter in that offense, and the, the price is like it's half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I had to take Paris Campbell there. I really expect Carson Wentz to focus on the middle of the field. It's what he's done most of his career, and I think he's going to do it early on in the in the Colts because he knows that you know he was very turnover prone last year. He's probably not going to just chuck it down the field early on. He's going to take care of the ball. Um, and the other one, Ralph touched on it earlier. I I love Damian Harris, and I'm trying to get Damian Harris wherever I can in late rounds. He just has he was very efficient last year. They have a top ten offensive line. And if they switch, if they make the switch that everybody thinks they will to Mac Jones, I mean, he becomes a stud. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh any any teams stand out to you that you felt like just that you want to give a shout out to before we uh, go to Ralph's team? I mean, I hate to keep giving Fernando so much credit, but he uh, you know we really let him set his team up very well. I mean, when you can go Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Stephon Diggs, Terry McLaurin, and still get Matt Stafford, I mean, I'm not a big Tua fan, um, but to have Tua and then have Jameis Winston at the bottom who could potentially in a super flex be big time, you could switch them out by matchups. I mean, I just think he he set up his roster early to go heavy, um, and the board fell fell good for him in the quarterback's. Yeah, I'd say he does not does not have much receiver depth. Jalen Waddle, 
Um, right. We'll see how he does. And then after that, he did not get anyone else to Russell Gage. But other than that, he's definitely one of my favorites as well. Uh, let's talk about Ralph's team. So uh, this one hurt. You had Justin Herbert going right after your Josh Allen pick. I know you wanted to go with Herbert, A.J. Brown, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, top four picks. How would you feel about that? I felt amazing. I'll tell you first and foremost, I, I've been in a couple of leagues where I'd take Herbert as early as 102. And um, we actually did a draft at, uh, at Dynasty Pros over at, with the team. And I, I took Herbert at 102 without looking back. And um, I, I just and I anticipate a big, big year coming from him. And, and the second I saw 103, I had no doubt it was Herbie. Um, AJ Brown after my wide receiver one in Dynasty. I was very excited to see him fall a little bit. I mean, I was I was happy to see him go after Adams, um, and and just the fourth wide receiver off the board for me was was a huge win. And then I mean that that one two punch of Chubb and Montgomery. Um, I I huge Chubb fan, and, and I think you know we we got to see a glimpse of, of what he can do last year and the year before. But I mean, even with the injury last year, he was he was super efficient. So to see Chubb and Montgomery as my one two punch was was very exciting i didn't think montgomery would be there and i mean i, I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier is like i i didn't want to reach for a running back if yeah. montgomery was gone i wasn't going to get jacobs i wasn't going to get sanders the only other running back i maybe would have taken there would have been i mean if i'm looking at, at where i am i i really wanted mixon to fall i think mixon there would have been a pretty good value pick but um when montgomery fell to me i was i was stoked yeah and then you know so got another nice pick with hopkins got mark andrews Carson Wentz, Cooper Cup, Ronald Jones, Michael Gallup, Irv Smith. Um, how are you feeling about that middle part of your draft? I thought DeAndre Hopkins in the fifth was probably one of the biggest steals in this draft. If if you're looking at DeAndre Hopkins a year or two ago, he was going in the second, third round. And to see him fall to the fifth in that offense where we saw, I mean, very, very pass heavy, the, the Cardinals didn't go out and get a running back. So yeah. when you're looking at, you know, I mean, James Conner, they didn't go out and get a running back. So <laughs> um, so DeAndre Hopkins was, was a phenomenal pick there. Carson Wentz is my as my QB2. It's a little questionable, which is why I went out and got Ben Roethlisberger later on down the road. If, if Wentz doesn't pan out, I think Roethlisberger is able to fill in some of those gaps. Cup, I loved. Um, Rojo, huge, huge Rojo fan. Hoping you know he, he can do some damage there. And then Gallup, great value pick. Irv, one of my tight end sleepers now that yeah. Rudolph is Finally gone. I'm excited about him in that offense. And then Mike Williams, very similar. I was very happy that he fell to me. And my very last pick in the draft, JV and Hawkins, is really just a coin toss. I, I, I think, you know, in, in that offense in Atlanta, we don't know what to expect. You know, Julio's gone. They have they have a lot of new pieces in that offense. It's going to look really different. Um, you know, is JV Hawkins going to play a big role? Maybe. He's 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 a, he's a he's a smaller back, but I think he's got some potential in in PPR land to to do some damage. So why not take a shot with him in in the last round? So it's yeah, pretty good. No doubt. Is there any other teams on here that you uh, want to mention? Yeah, I so actually when I'm looking through this a little bit, one of the teams that that kind of sticks out to me um, is is also Nick's team, and obviously there is a lot of youth on that team, a lot of youth. But when you're looking at the, the the one two punch of, of Russell Wilson and Barkley, I, I actually really like that. And and then going through and looking at Chase, Ayuk, and Claypool and Chenault, I, I think obviously the youth is there, but these are guys that should be producing pretty pretty quickly. And I mean, if you're looking at at a win now, 
I actually really enjoyed his team and, and a lot of potential. If I, you can come out and really, you know, come out what to, to do what he was doing last year, how he ended the season and, and Claypool, same thing. Um, Zach Wilson has, has the opportunity to. So, I mean, I actually really like Nick's team too. A lot of, a lot of good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, so with my team, I start out with Kyler Murray, Justin Jefferson, Aaron Jones, George Kittle. Um, I wanted to try to be able to do the tight end early. Um, and I think in one quarterback leagues, I can pull it off because I'm not going to get a quarterback early. I'm not a late round quarterback guy, but I am a middle round quarterback guy. So I would target someone like a, a Ryan Tannehill, a Dak Prescott, a Justin Herbert in you know the fifth, sixth, seventh round. And I'm able to to go get a tight end early and fade receiver and go RB heavy. Um, so I, I just, I tried that. I didn't really like how it panned out. If I were to do this over again, I definitely would have taken David Montgomery instead of George Kittle and then try to go get someone like a Dallas Goddard later or even fade it completely and just stack up a couple guys like Irv Smith and Adam Trotman. Um, so Kyler Murray, Justin Jefferson, Aaron Jones, George Kittle. Um, I have a lot of youth on this team. It's, it's mixed in there with some veterans. I feel like this team can win now. And speaking of that, Aaron Rodgers, I think he stays in Green Bay. Uh, I, I just, I think it works out. I know there's a, you know, a situation with the ownership and really, well, the GM. Um, but if he does end up moving and going to Denver or going to San Francisco or something like that, that's totally fine. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to play. He's not going to go do Jeopardy. He's going to play. <laughs> and I got him in the fifth round. I'm totally fine with that. Stafford or him, I was totally fine with either of them. Keenan Allen in the sixth, probably my best pick, my favorite pick of my of my team. Um, I feel like you could, I could have got him in the fourth round and been happy. Got him in the sixth. Um, and at this point, I was looking at my my board and going, man, running backs are, are rough. I really wish I didn't take George Kittle in the fourth. So I really did a shotgun approach, just going boom, boom, boom. Running back, running back, running back. Miles Gaskin, Michael Carter, and Chase Edmonds. And it cost me because I didn't get my boys, um, Bobby Trees or, or Cooper Cup. Um, but, you know, getting Keenan Allen made up for it. Um, Tyler Boyd, he's really getting hated right now. And, and I, I'm not going to say Tyler Boyd is going to go out there and put up huge numbers. But in PPR formats, he's he's still going to be a safe play. Um, he's it's, it's a very poor defense on a very pass-heavy offense. Higgins and, and, and Chase are, are going to be the big play guys. Boyd's still going to get his over the middle. Um, I see him very much like a Jarvis Landry, not sexy, but he's just going to be a steady Eddie as a wide receiver three on your team, offering a little bit of upside. Um, my running backs, uh, Michael Carter, Miles Gaskin, Chase Edmonds, I thought those were good picks. Um, it's, you know, a little bit of a, you know, I guess kind of like a modified zero RB with going with those guys. But, you know, Michael Carter and, and Chase Edmonds, they're both, you know, well, Chase Edmonds is on a very high-powered offense, and he should be the passing down back. Um, and I, I like that. Um, he's been able to produce in the past. Miles Gaskin was phenomenal. He's dodged every bullet. And if Miles Gaskin goes out there and puts up similar numbers to last year, then that's a steal. Um, and then Michael Carter, that was just a swing for the fences. It sounds like he's doing really well out there, and he's the pass catcher in that offense. Robbie Anderson, big play guy. Um, he's probably a free agent next year. Johnu Smith, just my second tight end. Um, Johnu Smith was a priority free agent over 
Hunter Henry for the Patriots. They signed John yeah. Smith. I think he was the first um, free agent off the board. Um, Bill yeah. Belichick really wanted to get him out there. He really you know, did want to go back to that too, you know, back to that Gronkowski and, and uh, Hernandez type of uh, a setup. And John Smith is someone he's always gloated about. So um, then I went just – I went with you know high value handcuffs, Alexander Madison, Chuba Hubbard, Kenny Gainwell. Um, Gainwell, if he gets the Neheim Hines role in that you know Frank Reich style of an offense, he could be dangerous. Um, so putting him putting him in there, and then Miles Sanders has been known to to get hurt. Um, so he offers some value as you know a handcuff as well. Um, Probably my favorite teams, uh, you know, this not just because the guy's on the show, but Ralph, uh, you stole a lot of my favorite picks. Um, like I said, I really was upset I didn't get Woods or Cup, um, <laughs> but David Montgomery is the other pick I'm really regretting. So um, Ralph's pick was that Ralph's team was my, my favorite. Um, <laughs> so Hopkins is in the fifth is Cray Cray. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, this show went a little longer than expected. I apologize to that, guys. If you're a Detroit Pistons fan, you got the number one pick. Um, everybody, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow these guys. Can you please, just before we go, tell them where they can follow you? Yeah, again, you can follow me on Twitter at JFHornets25. I look forward to it. Yeah, and awesome. Thank you so much. And you, and you guys can follow me on Lobo's FF Den. You're more than welcome to at any time. Join the den. It's fun. Awesome. Have a great rest of the night, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.